If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. So in this episode of Mind Pump, we actually, uh, we set out to do a different episode. Once well, we it's the, recording. the Bloomberg, Bloomberg study. Article that right, came out. Right. They just, yeah. That's, that's uh, getting spread around right now, right? That went out yesterday? Yeah, it went out and it talked about, because we were going to record a different episode and I brought this, this, this article up and it talked about how Americans are, um, like for the first time ever, life expectancy is dropping and- we're getting sicker while we're alive. So we're sicker during that period of time. And there's some some just kind of some alarming statistics that uh, I rattle off in the in the episode. And then we had a, a long conversation about what's going on. Like, you know, we've got better medicine, uh, you know, more advancements and lots of different things. And yet we're seeing the rise and the explosion of all these chronic illnesses and the decline of uh, just quality of life. Right. It's a uh, it, it's it's a pretty alarming. Um, and we talk a lot of, about in this episode, like what we think may be causing it. And a lot of it has to do with, in our opinion, the quality of food. You know, the just the overuse or the use of uh, chemicals like glyphosates and antibiotics, um, and how we think eating organic can remedy some of that. Um, and you know, and the direction of your purchasing habits and how you're going to direct the market to kind of solve some of these problems. We do mention Thrive Market in the episode. It was a very natural, organic, no pun intended uh, mention because I think we think Thrive Market is um, kind of battling uh, the problem. Well, they're really, leading, they're really leading the way in this direction. I think you're going to see a lot of other companies follow suit. And so, I mean, I even think the Amazon and um, Whole Foods purchase is for this exact reason. So in my opinion, Thrive Market is leading the way and what they're leading the way in is this ability for us to get organic foods at wholesale type prices so people can now afford to do it that was always the Mm -hmm. knock before was you know whole foods was known as whole paycheck and it's like i just can't afford to to do that and so they've now created this kind of like virtual farmers market type of mentality so people can now get these great foods um, for prices like that you would that pay. You would, that you would pay like a conventional foods for. Right, so, right. Uh, you go to thrivemarket.com forward slash mind pump. And then what they've done for our listeners is they've given people $20 off the first three orders of $49 or more, free shipping, and one month of a free membership. So basically have nothing to lose. Also, because we talk a lot about nutrition in this episode and how we believe eliminating processed foods – Maybe one of the first steps towards eating better and learning how to read your body signals. You know, we talk a lot about intuitive eating and what that actually means because that term's getting thrown around quite a bit now and it's going to keep getting thrown around. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand exactly what it, what it means. Like, what does it mean to really eat intuitively or to listen to your body? And we talk about that in this episode, but we also have a guide. We have an intuitive eating guide that breaks it down for you and gives you actionable items well first and even, methods. even before that we wanted to be able to give people an idea of what does that look like and you know what do you mean by an intuitive guide and so you know doug has set up a landing page where people can go and read the first three pages for free of, yeah for free of the intuitive guide to get an idea of the, the message and what where we're trying to help people in this direction yeah and it, it gives you a good idea of the direction of the intuitive guide the intuitive guide itself comes with uh, lots of different ways to get you towards that point where you can start reading your body signals but again 
Don't take it from me. You can go read the first pages, first three pages for free. It's at mindpumpmedia.com forward slash the letter P forward slash food. Again, that's mindpumpmedia.com forward slash the letter P forward slash food. And then you can read the first three pages of the intuitive nutrition guide. I wake up this morning to a message and apologize if I'm talking funny. I think I'm getting a cold. Thanks, Adam. <coughs> it's um, always me. You, you get it first. You sound extra you're, sexy. <laughs> you're the gatekeeper. Um, <laughs> and then I always get it second. You notice that? He gets it. I, I get it. Interesting. And I don't get it. So I don't never. Know. Yeah. You never get yeah, it. Yeah, you guys share things. I'm going to make sure you get this. You one, don't though. share with me is what, what I'm getting. We'll here. see about that, but yeah. I'm going to make out with you. <laughs> so I get this. People send me, um, I used to have to search out. Like studies and statistics. I know our forum now in, uh, in a DM box. <laughs> They're getting hand served. Well, because it's awesome. People, well, because people know I'm into this kind of stuff, I'll get DM'd, and I love it. If you're listening right now and you got some cool study or something you want to share, DM it to me, and the odds are, if it's awesome, yeah, keep um, us relevant. I'll be talking about it on the show. So I get this. This article was just posted by Bloomberg, and the title of it was "Americans Are Retiring Later, Dying Sooner." And are sicker in between. So there's some new statistics coming out that are fucking shocking, dude. Mm. They're not good at all. The U.S. age-adjusted mortality rate has gone up 1.2% from 2014 to 2015, which is very rare that you see a year-over-year increase like that. But there's there's worse there's worse ones. Um, I'm gonna look look at them here. There's a people in their... This, again, let me... This is percentages. This isn't total number, right? No, so, no, no, no. So obviously, yeah. we're growing as a nation. So, you know... Yeah, no, it's always a percentage. It's always per capita. So Otherwise, which, it wouldn't... Which it, is crazy when you think of it like that, then, because if it's if it's growing at that high of a percentage, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of people more a year are probably... This is happening to them. That's a fucking lot. That's a lot of people. It's a lot. You also have um, Americans in the late 50s have more serious health problems than they did 10 to 15 years ago. That's not that long ago. Yeah. You, you know, you're 10 to 15 years ago, like what has drastically changed since then to cause this? Or the other question is, is or are all these changes starting to cause these cumulative effects? That's I think it's been over the course of the last 20, 30 years, and it's hitting them at 50 right now. Mm-hmm. I think at, you know, 15, 20 years old, these all these 50-year-olds were and- you know, that was back when smoking was cool and doing this, like eating processed shit is, was no big deal. It was actually becoming cool that you could just slowly poisoning things in, your things body. Things in wrappers, yeah. it, this convenience, like, and you the rise of all the well, fast well, food and then delivery services, like all that stuff has been on the rise. Well, right? here's, here's another one. Serving um, size. When everything. you're looking at middle-aged Americans' health, there's these surveys that they do. Um, and there was these economists that did it from the University of Michigan. And one of the measures is what they call ADL, active activity of daily living. And they'll ask them if they're struggling with daily activities like walking, dressing and bathing yourselves, eating, getting out of bed. That was at 8.8%. It went up to 12.5% in that same period of time. That's a big jump. That's a big percentage jump. Also, dementia is up. Um, there's uh, just all, all these mental disorders that are starting to get worse. And what we've seen over the past 40 years is better uh, life expectancies because smoking has gone down quite a bit. Um, we've we've figured out how to solve certain major acute problems, 
But these chronic issues now are getting worse and worse and worse, which includes cancer. And it's getting, we're starting to see this wave that's coming. It's almost like, um, it's almost like a, uh, like a warning shot. You know what I'm saying? Like you're at the beach, all of a sudden the water disappears and it goes way out and it looks like the, the, looks like low tide. And then you start to realize, I think a tidal wave is coming. A, a wall of water. Coming. Right. And yeah. that's what we're about. That's what we are about to see. We're about to see that next 10, 15 years, we're going to see this, uh, huge rise in health problems, which literally threaten um, the fabric of our society. Yeah. And what I mean by our that economy. is- That's it. We yeah. won't be able to afford the cost of all this stuff. And I 100% believe- How much longer though do you think it's going to take before people, because I know right now there's 100%, there's at least a few thousand people right now I heard you say that and think right away like, oh, chicken little, you know, like, oh, the sky is falling. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, because a little bit of percentage of this or that, it could be attributed to this, could be attributed to that. Like, oh, it'll even itself it's out. It's compounding. Right. It's a compounding thing, especially when you consider these- No, things. I know, but when, when do you think, how much further do you think we have to go before people go like- Oh fuck! This is getting well, really bad. I think because mm. we, we think right. because this is our space, right? So we feel like oh, it's the culture's changing. There's paleo this now, yeah. and there's ketogenic. You know, talking about this, and it's like as soon as you step out of that, like, and just talk to normal people who don't like exercise every day, which is a majority of everybody else. Mm -hmm. Like they don't give a fuck. They're not talking about this. Oh yeah, I go to a gas know. station. People are still like buying like shitty soda and, and candy. Is like a snack, you know, like it's just like we, we totally are in a bubble. We're in a little sphere of like hope, you know, and like you do see organics and you do see like whole food kind of, uh, you know, whole foods making more presence uh, in the market. But it's just like there's just so many people that uh, it's not well, affecting. It's a tough it's a tough ship to turn because we've been told for so long that the problem is underactivity and overeating that that's all the problem now that's wow. definitely part of that's part of the problem but there's a lot more that's going on i mean well i even think you could you can say it's it's a yeah, big it's part of the problem it's the mo it's most of the problem right for sure and this is where i where i always kind of agree with lane where lane takes this approach that absolutely when you look at all the markers that make the biggest difference on your overall or general health Overconsumption and under under moving right is for sure the biggest biggest killer. So, but food quality is fucking coming real close. Well, dude. so here's the part that's that's crazy to me because <clears throat> I'm starting to I haven't changed my mind yet. I still agree with you, but the other side is starting to convince I, me. I'm when the I, same way. When I talk <laughs> I'm to in the same place, I talk to Chris Cressers, Rob Wolf. You know, I talk to yeah. Dr. Zach Bush, which is a recent interview that hasn't aired yet. Um, and you know, they, you know, like Dr. Zach Bush, triple board certified, uh, you know, physician, which is very rare, super, super intelligent. And he's telling me the research he's doing. He's telling me things like glyphosates are damaging, um, the, the, the fabric that, in, that gives us the, uh, the integrity of our cell walls, of our intestines, of our, uh, our blood vessels. Um, he's talking about how antibiotics, it takes a while for these things to cause these problems. It takes generations, mm -hmm. but we're seeing... Which is why they pass all the tests from like FDA and stuff like that to get right. approved and go right now because, you know, six months of it, you know, or even a year of taking it, it's not going to kill anybody. That's right. But it is altering your chemistry and your makeup and so much of the stuff that we've been doing over the last 30 years, It's I think it's just the combination of all of it. That is why we're seeing this rise. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. Way. So I just learned about how glyphosates uh, kill plants because that's what they're used for, right? They're used as herbicides, kill all these, mm -hmm. these plants. 
they kill operate the plants or kill off all the bugs that are trying to kill the no, plants. No, no, no. So, so yeah, glyphosate's plants. an herbicide. Yeah. It's not a pesticide, right? There's pesticides as herbicides. So what, what glyphosates do is you spray them on a plant and it, it interrupts what's called the sh- uh, shikamati, I believe, if I'm not, pres- if I hope I'm pronouncing it right, pathway, which is a crucial pathway that tells plants how to produce amino acids and whatnot. Now, humans don't have this pathway, which is why they, they're like, oh, it's safe. It's safe for humans. It doesn't erupt, It doesn't affect this because we don't have this pathway in us. However, uh, plants have them, bacteria have them, and because of that, we're producing plants that are, uh, and, and you know, with GMO plants and stuff like that, we are producing situations where the soil doesn't have uh, certain bacteria. S- well, not just bacteria, because that's a big one, right? Because you're consuming glyphosate residues, which are everywhere. I think 75%, uh, the last uh, test showed that 75% of rainwater has got glyphosates in it, regardless of where you live or whatever. More if you live near where they, you know, they Which spray lots of plants. Which means even organics are a little fucked. <laughs> organics, orga- organic plants yeah. will many times have some glyphosate residues, of course, much less than non-organic, but it's because it fucking rains on everything. And this it, this totally disrupts your microbiome and your gut. It also... Uh, right, we're made up of bacteria. Yeah, so. yep. And they're also showing that glyphosates themselves damage the, the you know, the intestinal permeability that the the soil is being stripped of these organic molecules, which we never really paid attention to because all we pay attention to are, you know, nitrogen and phosphorus and these types of nutrients. But there are other things in soil that your that bacteria use to communicate with each other, that your cells use to communicate with bacteria back and forth that we no longer have. So our bodies aren't repairing fast enough to deal with some of this damage. And so over time, and it takes a long time for this to happen. This is the problem. The problem is if you consume these things you don't get an acute reaction. You don't even get a reaction within five or ten years. But over the course of your lifetime, and then over generational, you know, over the generations, you start to see problems where now we're getting all these weird chronic illnesses all the time. Like there's certain cancer rates that are going up in children that were pretty rare. You know, diabetes in kids is like through the roof. Uh, uh, you know, compared to what it used to, it used to be non-existent. Alzheimer's is happening in people younger and younger. You know, glyphosates, by the way, they, they, they potentially can pass through the blood-brain barrier because they are water-soluble and they do, again, they destroy those barriers that we have in our body that are so important in keeping things that are bad for us out and letting things that are good for us in. So uh, food quality, maybe, I, I mean, a lot of people are arguing it's more important than just the quantity. And then on the other argument that tends to win me over with that is this. When you are eating these foods that are processed and engineered, then it's very difficult to manage quantity. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's yeah. much harder to, like, I, I bet you. No matter what, you're right on that. I mean, it's just that the Chris Kresser, uh, when he talked about the baked potato. Yeah, versus potato chips, right? Right. It, it's such it's such a true, easy way anybody could test that theory out, just right there by itself. Like, get a bag of potato chips, get as many baked potatoes as you want, and see which one you yeah. see which one you'll get to a thousand or ten thousand calories to first. You know, yeah. and th- it's actually very realistic. You could get to ten thousand calories eating a couple bags of chips. Yeah. I know I could do that. I've, I'm sure in my lifetime I've done it at least once or twice. Yeah. Oh, so. Yeah. But I know I've never been. I've never tried. Yeah, but I know, like mindlessly eat. But it I too, know I yeah. wouldn't be able to do. I remember when I was competing, I would actually eat some uh, plain baked potatoes, and with it, nothing on them. Yeah, because it was part of like so. It, I used this in Peak Week because 
uh, you know, I'm in a caloric deficit a lot, so I'm always basically hungry. I mean, when you're catabolic like that, I'm hungry all the time. So actually eating white potatoes like that was a great way to satiate myself because it actually, one of them just eating dry with like a chicken or a steak or something like that. Oh my God, I would be, I would be stuffed afterwards. It would, I could, and I couldn't imagine myself even being someone who was in a hunger, hungry state all the time. I couldn't imagine eating two or three of those meals back to back because it was such a fill. It's palate fatigue. Yeah. And, and we, we circumvent that. So it's almost like if we took a bunch of people who had problems with their weight and all we did, we didn't tell them, you know, control your calories, control your macros. Like we didn't say any of that stuff. If all we did was say, okay, you're not allowed to eat anything that is packaged or processed. You have to eat very basic foods and then see what happens. I bet you would have more success doing that than telling these people over here, oh, yeah. watch your calories and macros because naturally you're not going to want to overeat for the most part. Yeah, it's challenging to consume that many calories when you have like that raw whole natural type foods that are really fibrous and uh, it's hard to get through. And the thing is, it's like, you know, these foods, I mean, they're they're hard to, to digest. Like it takes a while to kind of get through it. And I feel like, you know, we've, we've bypassed that whole process and made it so accessible that we could cram way more food in that mm-hmm. way. So it just makes a lot of sense. How do you guys take this information though now? And like, imagine like all the people that we've coached and trained and, you know, they've been eating a certain way for so long and some of them in decent shape. And like, how do you take, because it's really it's fucking tough. tough, man. This is, this is such a hard conversation. Cause I guarantee you I'm blowing people right now. If, if you're listening for the first few times or whatever, or you're early in this journey, I'm probably blowing you out of the water. You're probably yeah. like, well, fuck it. I don't want to do anything yeah. because everything is bad for me. Right. <laughs> right, well, right. I'm always changing my approach, you know, with like somebody new coming in, like because of how much we learn, you know, about all these different processes of like, you know, what's, what's going to be the biggest mover right now. And like, you know, sleep being on, you know, one of the highest things now that I'm focused on that between and and then the whole foods thing and, and adding food in there. That's like more nutrient dense and fibrous and, and, and approaching it from that perspective perspective as opposed to like starting to take away foods and getting them, you know, uh, getting all these like highly processed things out. It's, 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 you know, introducing first it's, that's, that's totally a new approach for me. Yeah. And I think that's a a good strategy and I think that's worked for me better now (laughs) that I've kind of implemented that too. It's like, okay, instead of like telling myself, oh, I can't ever have this thing that I, in my life that I know isn't ideal for me. Like say I had this pop tart addiction or use diet Cokes, for example, for me, cause I'm, I like diet Coke. If there's something that I allow in and out of my life a lot that I know is not ideal for my body, it would be my diet Cokes. And so, you know, I still, instead of thinking like, Oh my God, I got to just eliminate that for the rest of my life. Cause it's not good. It's not ideal for my body. It's like, okay, well there's a lot of other areas in my my health and health and wellness journey that I need I should be practicing that are even bigger rocks than just yeah. that and so focusing on getting those in there and then when I'm really in got good momentum that's in place I'm sleeping really good exercise is right my diet's on point now I'm even eliminating and cutting back on mm-hmm. some of these restricting on these cokes so I kind of teach that to people is like instead of letting some like information or a study like that freak you out and be like Oh my God, I can't, what do we can't have anything now? Cause even organic foods got shit on it yeah. and freak out. It's like, no, you still gotta, you still have to evaluate your own, your own journey and where you're currently at and look at the big rocks and look at, you know, what are the, what are the things that you're doing right now that are probably not ideal for, or the things that, cause let's, let's be honest too. Like it's not 
the one Diet Coke. It's not the one piece of processed food right. that you have that's killing you. It's probably the things that you're addicted to or the things that you are over consuming a lot of and for long periods of time. That's the, that's what's really it's hurting. It's the chronic you. things. Right. Yeah. Everything it, in like you have to assess what those things are. Like what are my chronic habits? What what's what, what am I introducing to my body the most frequently? The, the reality is, I mean, we've we've constructed a society around solving, uh, at the time, solving the things that threatened us the most, solving the issues of infection, solving the issues of, you know, not enough food or malnutrition because we don't have, because uh, we're lacking vitamins and minerals, solving, you know, viruses through, you know, through the invention of vaccines, you know, solving, you know, being able to have like emergency surgeries. So we've, we've, able, we've been able to solve those problems. We've constructed the society around it. The problem is we've had some now unintended consequences of it. So now we're walking around a society that's like everything. Everything contains certain things that are that are probably not good for you long term. There you have to. There's pitfalls everywhere you look, and that's okay. Don't freak out. Like Adam's saying, identify the big things and make those big changes before you move on to some of the smaller changes. And it is a challenge. Unfortunately, it's you 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 can't live the way you can't live easy in the sense that the way everything's designed to make things easy for you with here eat this it's so easy you don't have to refrigerate it you can store it forever and here microwave this you don't need to prepare anything and oh this is super cheap because we figured out a way to grow it in a way that makes it super cheap like you might have to make things a little bit more difficult for yourself but in the long term i think it'll make things easier anyway because i can't imagine i mean I've seen people in chronic illness and I've dealt with some of my own stuff and that's very, very tough. That's a very tough thing to deal with and it's, I, I'm afraid that we're, we're just starting to see this surge because the baby boomers are all becoming older yeah. and that's the biggest percentage of the population. So that's when, when I say bankrupt, that's what I mean. We have this huge percent of the population that's going into the ages now that get expensive and the ones that support it are the taxpayers and are we going to have enough? At what year do you off? think, what year did you think this got really crazy? Like when you think of like, processed foods and you think of uh you know fast food and serving size and all the when what year do you think did it really start to explode or do you think it's been compounding every single year and like when do you it's, think i think it it's been compounding so like like glyphosates for example in 1930 this wasn't a big discussion no so no not at all I, so glyphosates uh were introduced in the market i believe 1972 they weren't really being heavily used in the u.s until the 90s um, and then the patent on them, uh, which was held by Monsanto, I believe ended sometime in the early 2000s. And now you've got major, huge biotech companies that produce it. I think China now. Who did Monsanto larger- just buy, buy like two years ago? Was or- it Bayer? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, two, t- so break that two companies with evil backgrounds. Didn't they change their name? Yeah, you know that Bayer was responsible for the gas in the. Um, which, oh yeah, yeah, they were the in the, in the, in the concentration camp. Yes, yeah, Bayer oh, and Monsanto do oh, not God, do not have the best. That. Crazy, they, they don't have the best uh, history. Do you know Monsanto used to make creepy. They made Agent Orange, which we would spray all over the jungle and fucking you know Vietnam yeah. War and all these. All of our soldiers came back with all kinds of Did, neurological think disorders. Think about and that. Shit. Those two companies now have hmm. aligned. Yeah. <laughs> And I think of how much power they have with you. Know, well, big it started. It started with. It started and with. I know some people roll their eyes, think com- conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, it's the like Axis is I don't evil. think conspiracy theory. I think you're more of an idiot if you think otherwise. Two companies that have got that much. They dirt. have great motives now. Yeah, you right. Know, they're really positive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, you know what's funny? Team Human. So, 
in in the uh, post World War II, uh, we had this this uh, boost of agriculture because we discovered biotech companies discovered that if you just sprayed nitrates, you know, from petroleum from petroleum into the soil, you could make your plants green and you can make them grow. They're like, oh shit, now we don't have to worry about this eroding topsoil because before that they would have like the dust bowl and you know areas where plants wouldn't grow because we'd fucking deplete the shit out of the soil. So instead of like becoming responsible with it, they're like, oh cool, spray the shit out of everything with nitrates. We're going to grow these plants. Typical Americans. Typical. And then what happened is because of that, when, and you've talked about this growing marijuana, when you grow plants that are off, nutrient deficient, and you know, they're not balanced, they get attacked by pests Mm -hmm. a lot. They become very, very susceptible to attack from, from molds, from funguses and from, from pests. So now we're like, what do we do now? Like all these weeds are killing our yeah, plants. Now and we gotta like zap the the pests. So What's then your- they did, then they then now synthetic pesticide uh, inventions went through the roof, and then glyphosate's become invented as a way to control weeds. Mm. So it's like we're fixing a problem that we created that was and that's Western medicine, ladies and gentlemen, with more yeah. synthetic shit rather than saying take a step back, keep treating the symptoms. Yeah, let's let's see what's what we can do here that And it's really natural. only done because of because of mass farming. I mean, that's where you need that, right? Because you and that you it's like they probably increase their crops by I would I would guess over 50%. I know what we would deal with with plants mm-hmm. dying off like if you weren't that attentive to it, if you didn't have the ability to give each one its individual attention, which you can't do that with corn, right? You see cornfields like there's not somebody, there's not a farmer who walks out in these cornfields of a million rows <laughs> and like looks at each plant, takes care of it. And like that's what they're kind of take it's like the human body and the plant are very similar with homeostasis, like the little bit of off of any way and it's susceptible, right? It gets you, attacked. Yeah, not enough water, too much water, not enough nutrients, too much nutrients, weather change, not enough sunshine yeah. getting on it, plant on shading on it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so many variables that could stress this plant out to now make it susceptible to getting mold, insects, whatever mm-hmm. critters that will attack it. And then it just spreads like wildfire. So I bet the introduction of this had to do more than well over 50% saving or multiplying their crops. And oh, so yeah. it's hundred percent. It did. And, and you know, it's funny because it super valuable to food them. has gotten in, uh, in modern Western society, especially America, food has become so, it's been so mass produced that we throw away a tremendous amount of food now because we have so much of it. Like people will eat it and buy a bunch and be like, Oh, we didn't use that. That went bad. Throw that away. And it's funny because, I'll see my grandparents or even my parents who, who, who my dad, especially who grew up in Sicily was real poor. Like if you throw food away in front of him, like that's oh, a big fucking that's a deal. slap in the face. But it's like, now it's not a big deal. Cause like, who cares? I'll buy more. It's not a big deal. It's throw it away. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely changed our behaviors in, 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 in that sense. So I think respecting our food probably will, will go a long way. And the other thing too is like, we vote with our dollars. Like if you spend more money, on foods that are, you know, farmed uh, within, you know, a, a particular way that, you know, are maybe organic, uh, don't have, you know, high pesticide, you know, residue, whatever, you're going to create a, a larger market demand for products like that. And producers, you know, this is the beauty of the market, producers will find better ways to make these things. They'll become less expensive and more accessible. Mm. And we're seeing, we're already starting to see some of that, you know, so... Take your dollars and vote. Well, this is part of what, you know, took us for a long time, too, to even connect with sponsors is, Mm -hmm. you know, there was tons of companies at the beginning that were, you know, doing supplements or drinks or whatever, whatever else company we got hit up with uh, that 
did not run everything organically. And it was like, man, I really like what you guys are doing, but if you're not ready to see where this is going in the future, like and make that change. And I remember us talking to some people that were just stubborn about it. They just don't, don't think that there's going to be. Yeah. And they're not malicious about it. Like they're not like the intent is to produce and produce something of high quality, but they're not like considering all the factors and and really forward thinking about how this is going to affect this long term. And well, marginally it doesn't make sense right now. Right. It's way expensive. A lot of people, I mean, and and I see people all the time, like complain about certain products that are, Oh my God, that's so expensive. It's like, well, yeah, no, if you care about that, then it's right now it's not set in place for it to compete with somebody who's mass producing it on farms. It just can't like you, it's just logical. It's not like you shouldn't as a consumer, I think it's so unfair to, to bitch about, Oh my God, it's so much more expensive. If I, then I just bought super high quality, but we want it super, super cheap. Cause it's that attitude that got us in the place we are right now. Because as like you said, we vote with our dollars and we have shown that that's more important to us that we can save $20 or $10 on something versus, Hey, I'm willing to spend a little bit more money to know that this is a little bit, this is coming from a much better place than this other thing, even though the, they're similar, what it may be giving me for my goal to get build muscle or burn body fat or whatever that, or get whatever nutrient, you know, major macronutrient I'm looking for. I don't know. I'm willing to spend a little more money to know for sure where it's coming from. And, and again, this is why you're seeing, you know, it wasn't that long ago that, you know, the, the people who were poor or the disenfranchised suffered from diseases of, of lack of food. They were starving. They didn't have enough food. They would die as a result of it. Now the poor and disenfranchised suffer from chronic disease and obesity at much higher rates. This is what ma- excites me about the whole model with Thrive Market. I was is, just going there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is what what they're doing is uh, not only is it cool to see this direction, but also the potential of what the, how many people they could be impacting. Yeah. I mean, when you start doing things where they're actually putting out competitive prices, they found another way to to beat the system. In a yeah, sense. they're like, driving the market in that direction. It's and that's pretty fucking why awesome. we want to vote on that. Bottom line is if Thrive Market does well, which which if they do well, it's because they deserve it. Um, yeah. If they do bad, it's because they didn't do a good job. That's just the way the market works. But if they do well, it's because the demand is there. They, they're, they're providing good prices, better prices for products that we're talking about that are better for you. Um, so if they do do well and they continue to grow, what it's going to do, it's going to draw more competitors into the market that are going to try to do the same thing or something similar. Now, that may be bad news for companies like Thrive because now they have to compete, but it's great news for consumers like us because now we have more choices, more options, and more... Look, these big, these massive food manufacturers, you know, General Mills and all these companies that make all this food, they if they see the market going in that direction, that's where they're going to invest their time and money. And, and trust me, they have the means uh, to figure out ways to do things so that we can still get things for good prices, but get them in, you know, get better, well, a better lot products. Of them, I, I hear that a lot of them are parlaying, right? I, I hear a lot of companies, and I wish I had examples. They're hedging, here. aren't they? Yeah, that are hedging their bets where they either, one, have another department or a part of the company that's starting to build out the organic side and go that direction, and they just don't market it that much. And or that are buying other, yeah, they're absorbing other yeah, companies, other companies, and, and they just keep yeah. their, they just keep that name. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they let it run with that name, but it's really owned by a big, a big yeah, corporation. Coca-Cola, all these big companies. I was at that. Safe, I was at Safeway the other day, and I saw Foster Farms organic chicken. Now, 
Foster Farms, like the major producer of chicken. Yeah, that's like has a the whole chicken company. They now have organic, their wow. own organic you wow. know, section of chicken. That's exciting. Yeah, so it's just because the market's what, starting to respond. What was it that just, what were, the, I remember, I know there's a lot of people that, that crack on that too because the standards in or, what gets something to pass is organic. So here's what I think. I think the first phase is to get more or, you know, organic, you know, re- responsible farming, you know, that kind of, that whole category of foods to grow in terms of the market share. Before it becomes And then the quality of it within that, you're going to see more and more transparency. Because then when you have all these companies that are competing with organic products, you know, good farming, whatever, and now that you're competing and the prices start to drop, it's going to become... Who does it better? Who's got more? Right. Who's got better standards? Look, we have 24-hour cameras on our farms that you can watch and you can see. Look, we have independent lab tests. The quality tests that show, of life of these it. chickens, you know, it, it'll get it'll get more and more like like Whole Foods just got bought by Amazon. It's obviously going to keep growing and exploding. Who's going to replace Whole Foods? And what I mean by that is Whole Foods used to be the niche, you know, uh, like kind of posh, you know, place to buy food if you were really health conscious. Well, now that their prices are going to start dropping and they're going to start, yeah, they're going to what's going to replace standard. them? What's going to replace them? And I, mean, I was thinking about this last night. I'm like, I bet you stores are going to open up where you're going to go in. Nothing's going to be packaged. It's all going to be in these massive containers and it's going to be bulk. Everything in bulk. You come in with your own jars, your own bags, and they're going to advertise like no waste product. You know, we're not going to produce any waste. Everything's bulk or I, I bet you're going to start seeing some craziness like that where it's almost going to feel like, like you're straight going, off the truck from a farm. Yeah. Where yeah. you're going to go back in time almost. Well, know? I already see the rise. I I remember being a kid and not ever really seeing a farmer's market. Like the whole idea of a farmer's they're market. They're everywhere now. They're everywhere. Yeah. You can, you can find one almost anywhere these days on almost any day of the week where in the past that I mean think about when you were a kid I don't remember ever seeing a farmer's market when I was a kid I didn't start seeing them yeah, the flea market yeah no that was it. I saw a restaurant that uh, they actually had like their entire garden was right behind it and you know all of their vegetables and all of their salads and everything was that's, like grown right behind uh, the restaurant I was like wow that's fucking awesome oh that's kind of that's not okay Orchard, Orchard City Kitchen's kind of cool where they keep it's a massive huge refrigerator that you can see through you can see all their fresh vegetables that they literally just came in so it's, you can tell no came, way yeah, yeah you can tell it just came straight see from the i'm farm. telling you it's yeah. becoming a selling point oh it man is. it's one it's of totally the hottest, hottest restaurants for sure that's in our the thing town. i'll go there yeah yeah no they it's, put that kind of effort into it excellent well i mean you know we, we started off with bad news but we've got good news so just people are more informed i'm happy about that i'm you know some of these studies are starting to come out that are going to start proving what we've been talking about and We'll see what happens. You know, we're pretty resilient. Well, this is also what excited me about, um, you know, the finishing up of the intuitive guide too, was, you know, this is really, we're getting beyond this. Okay. Just macro counting, weight loss, weight gain strategy. And like, let's start learning how to teach ourselves to make better choices. And it's a process and it's okay. It's not demonizing food. It's not saying you'll never open something out of a wrapper one day or drink a diet soda or do something like that. It's not that at all. It's just becoming more aware of the things that become habits in your life. Cause, yeah. and I, and I know that people struggle with it cause I know I fucking still struggle with it. I find the times I just caught myself doing this the other day. So I, uh, i I love those fucking quest bars and you know I, I in and out i'll have them and then all of a sudden i'll catch myself wanting two or three of them in a day mm. i'll go from never having them not and i can t- i remember every time this happens the first bite of me having it after i haven't had it for a long time i actually don't even really like it that much but i still eat it mm. and then by the second or the third time i have one they now all of a sudden taste 
they taste different. They taste way better. Oh, shit. And then, and then I go from huh. them tasting better than to me wanting two of them, sometimes even three of them in a day before. And it, it's like I totally am aware of what's happening. And I know in the past I wasn't. You know, it was just something like because in my head I'm going, oh, it's a protein bar. It's healthy for me. But it's just a confirmation of how, that, how it's designed to hijack that. And all of a sudden, the next thing you know, I find myself craving them and wanting them all the time. And I see the same patterns with Diet Cokes, things like that. So, and again, these things still make their way in and out of my life. I think the point is becoming aware of it. Yeah, just stopping in that moment and realizing, right. is this going to benefit me? Or, you know, is this something that I should, you know, look at, look elsewhere for something else? You know, like, uh, I think that we just we just get caught up in the ritual and the routine of uh, our day, and it's like, oh, let's just shove this in. Real well, quick. and what matters is that, and it's not so much that's bad about the diet soda or what's bad about the bar when I do that is I what I also realize is I don't get other things in my diet that I I start to miss the things that are really beneficial. If there's if there's times that I'm missing my my greens for the day it's because i was on the go and i ate one or two bars you know i just oh i just fasted and then when i finally ate oh i just had a bar no big deal and so it's not so much what's so bad about the bar or what's not ideal about that it's the what i didn't do to get inside my body and then that's the best thing my body got over the last 48 hours is this bar you know like so i think it's becoming just more aware of that versus demonizing things that you know are not ideal well, for what us. makes what gives me a little hope is is when you look at the success that we had with cigarettes and we have had tremendous success in this country have we do, have we i was actually just thinking about it the other day I was oh my curious. god the rate the amount of the people smoke today versus how much they smoked 40 50 years ago drastically lower it much is. much much lower and it's because we we people now associate smoking with you know, bad breath, yellow teeth, you know, it's gross or whatever. Whereas 50 years ago, it was cool. Like yeah. if you smoked, it, it was, was James cool. James Dean was doing it. Yeah, yeah, you looked really cool. And so that that perception of has shifted. Now, people still smoke. It's still addicting. It still feels good. But because the perception around it shifted, that did made a big impact on, you know, in terms of public opinion and how much people smoked. I think we can do that with food I think we're starting to see the beginning of it, but it's going to take a while. I think it's going to take a long. Just like it did with cigarettes, it took decades before we started to see a real impact from you know our campaign against. That's why I was at the first question I asked you when we first started talking about all this is, you know, sure this information comes out, and sure we feel like in our little circle that people are making healthier choices, but these are already we already know that podcast listeners are already higher IQs. These are already growth <laughs> growth minded people. Like so, yeah, in our little circle, you see people trying to make that, but the masses, I feel like. Isn't that interesting that we can shame somebody smoking a cigarette, but not somebody like overweight and stuffing in like a fucking disgusting uh, burger? Well, check this out. I just looked it up. Statistic in 1965. Yeah, it is funny. The smoking rate among adults. I didn't realize it's 65. 42 percent. 42 percent of American adults smoked in 2014. 16.8 percent. That's oh. a see. That's a that's a that's a big. Difference. That's, that's, a, that's a success. Mm. That's a big success. But it took from 1965 to 2014, and, and, and it well, isn't food. Well, food you have to have. Here's the irony. Yeah. Here, here's the irony in that cancer is on the rise, right? Cancer is. Uh, so you, you so took out what? You most, took out one small fraction. Well, you know, I think most people used to connect 
cigarettes to cancer. I yeah, mean, that like was that was the that, was the, an, that was the anti-campaign yeah. forever was uh-huh. cigarettes cause cancer. And so I think a lot of people just assume that it was everything, all cancers that we were getting were caused by this. Oh, and you yet, saw the pandemonium with that, you know, that was like super fear that was like spreading out. And it, we don't see any of that with food. Right. Yeah, that's great. Lung cancer. I know lung cancer rates have gone down, but other types of cancers have gone up. So. Yeah, the news is not too good with our health. And it's definitely not it's not a, it's an it, understatement. And it's not our lack of medicine that's causing it. It's not our lack of advanced or knowledge. Techniques. Yeah. You it's, know, it's like that that's what blows my mind is that it, you know, dude, they're we're too insecure. There's certain things about our uh about our culture that is fascinating to me like the, the our ability to evolve and educate. Like when I look at and I geek out on this, right? When I was watching football last night and to see how much the sport has progressed in my short 20 years of being a fan is fucking phenomenal. It's unbelievable when you see how we've evolved. Like 20 years ago, the athletes just didn't even move on the field the way they move on the field now. And uh, I can I saw that with my own eyes now. It's because I have this I – I vividly remember as a kid – watching football and basketball and seeing them now and to think how much we've evolved and then learning and education like with the ability now right through our phone and like googling stuff and ted talks like you see these things that we progress in so fast and western medicine all the all the things that we have created but then you have this other area where we're regressing it's crazy to me that we all these other areas of our lives we we evolve and we and we better ourselves so much but for some reason we struggle with this food one. And I wonder if it's because we really, it hasn't, it, in the grand scheme of things, my 20 years is nothing. The last 100 years is nothing, yeah, right? Yeah. Last 500 years is still really nothing in the whole grand scheme of things. And is it because we haven't really lived that long in abundance? I think it's because we have a lot of counter information yeah. with food. Cigarettes initially did. Initially, the tobacco industry was spending a lot of money on scientists yeah, to, yeah, and to say things like oh, it was healthy yeah <laughs> to say cigarettes oh no they're not addictive they don't cause cancer and all this other stuff but then eventually everybody agreed and it was pr- quick pretty short pretty quick the u.s government came out everybody agreed like okay cigarettes cause cancer cigarettes are bad now with food you've got if you think the cigarette lobby group was powerful that comes that doesn't even come close to the power of these mega food producing corporations you know, wheat and corn and these biotech companies that produce, you know, all these pesticides and herbicides and these companies that produce, you know, artificial colors and sweeteners. So here you got these wellness people saying, hey, don't eat that way, eat organic, you know, careful for glad. And then they're coming out and they're saying, no, look at all these studies showing it's safe. And then the US government is in bed with a lot of them. And so you don't see any, like the World Health Organization comes out and says, glyphosates are a probable carcinogen. And right after the U.S. government comes out and says, "No, that's wrong," they're they, you know they, they, we don't believe them, and it's like what? Yeah. Like there's off, there's some misinformation going around that. Yeah. Meanwhile, like coconut oil is horrible for you. Right? Yeah, and then you've got and you've got people on our side who disagree. You've got people on our side that if I bring this up, they'll be like, "No, that's all fine." You know, artificial sweeteners are fine. Those things, you know, uh, you know, glyphosate's not a big deal. We don't have any evidence, and it's like okay, it has to be so glaringly obvious before. Yeah. I think we start to see major change. 
That's what I think. Which is scary. It could be long. It could be another five, ten plus years before that even comes close. I to think. That. I think when it, I think it'll happen when it's it's so like it's so in our face we can't even deny it. It will when it which will take to, a little while when it starts to fuck us economically. That's when it's really good. Yes. That's when it, to me that's when it'll happen. It won't even happen as it continues to rise the way it is percentage wise. It will be when like the amount of debt that we're starting to rack up and then we start to see that this people is going, will this be desperate. Fold our economy. Yeah. You know. Once we're desperate enough to. Um, try and save money, right? So (laughs) that's what's going to happen. Everybody, like, there's going to be incentive programs to be healthy and preventative and, like, everybody, you know, like, it's going to be so expensive that that's, like, you have to. It is neat to see some companies getting on board with this. You do see some of these companies. I can't wait, yeah. And and I think some of these, the some of the forward thinkers with the, the tech companies that we have over here in the Silicon Valley, like, they do a lot of stuff that other companies didn't do as far as break times and having little gyms within their in their workspace. I mean, think about that, like Google, Facebook, Apple, they all have like in in facility gyms. Like yeah. what other company do you ever ever They do? realize that it benefits their bottom line too. Yeah. yeah. You have a healthy the retention rates. I mean you just look at from a numbers perspective. Like they can go through and be like, oh wow, this is benefiting productivity and retention and all these other markets. And my insurance rates yeah. are going down, all this stuff. Exactly. That's yeah, cool. It's cost effective. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Go to YouTube Mind Pump TV Download or actually subscribe, not download. Subscribe to our channel. We've got a new video every single day. You got to check out the anti-rotational series that Justin and I just did. It was a killer series. Everybody should incorporate this. That was this. a fun one. Anti-rotation. Yeah. I'm anti against it. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.